looking forward this week to this uh, this message in the book of John, chapter number eleven. We find a story you know, considering Lazarus, a man named Lazarus, and it begins in verse number one, and it says, "Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha." It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now we've been studying Job lately, haven't we, in our Sunday school? And we know that Job's life was uh, playing out according to the will of God for sure. Not his will, not what he wanted, not what Job wanted, but what God wanted. And we find here these people in a situation where God's will was playing out. Their will wasn't exactly what was coming to fruition. But thankfully they knew the man that had the answers. It goes on and it says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. There's a lot here. I'm thankful that when I'm going through a difficult situation and a difficult circumstance, that when I call on the Lord, he loves me. And he loves the people that I'm talking about. He loves, Lord, help my family, help my friend, help this person. He knows them and he knows their need. I don't know anybody else that knows people like that. When he had heard, therefore, verse 6, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. That's the only thing. Sometimes the Lord don't exactly show up right when I call on him. Sometimes when I need him, he's not right there just popping up, answering my prayers. It doesn't always work out like that. And it says, Then after that saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. Jesus answered, And there not tw- are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of, the wor- of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he said unto him, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. Let us pray. God, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for all your many blessings. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thankful for the benefits of knowing him. I'm thankful I know him and thankful that if I call on him, he is faithful to help me and be there for me. While he doesn't always work in our time that we think he should, while he doesn't always answer the prayers as soon as we pray them, we know that everything that he does is because he loves us. And it all turns out, Uh, to teach us a lesson, to help us to grow, to help us to love him more. We pray this morning for this word as we break it amongst the brethren. Pray that we would grow from it. I pray that we would glean from it in our lives. God, I pray that you would illuminate it, and I pray that we would hide it in our hearts. We love you. Thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. So I want to just consider for just a few minutes, I want to think about this situation here with Lazarus and thinking about what was going on and what was uh, happening here. We find uh, Mary and Martha, people that knew Jesus, we find them in a difficult spot. 
there's their brother and to consider what was going on he was sick and he was facing uh, a difficult time in his life and we know in those days uh, the common cold would kill you we know that uh, it wasn't just it was a difficult day it was a difficult time and when you see someone get sick in that day it, there was some serious intervention needed we live in a day-to-day and we know there's sickness that catches on the people but if we hear somebody has a cold we're likely to say oh you'll be all right we hear somebody, it, it takes a word like uh, cancer or, or, or some terminal disease for us to get shaken up today. But in this day, here's Mary and Martha. This was, this was their brother. They were, they were clinging on to Lazarus and, and they loved him and they cared for him. And here he is and he's sick and thankfully they knew Jesus. That's a benefit of knowing him is that we can call on him when we need him. He's out there for us and he's awaiting our call. He's wanting to, to, to reach us. He's wanting to get to us. And he loves us and he loves the people around us. And so to consider that, we're thinking about, about Lazarus, and there he is, and he's sick, and Jesus, uh, he, he doesn't exactly, as soon as he here, he doesn't exactly just get up and get on, you know, get on the road. He doesn't get after it and just run uh, down to Lazarus and heal him of his sickness. But it says that, but Jesus, he, he prophesies here, and he says, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. We've got to understand that our circumstances in life may be part of God's plan to get his own glory. Sometimes the things we face and the things we go through might be God's way of showing us that he is God or showing others that he is God. That's a difficult thing to, to think about because, I, I, as I've said, my difficulties and circumstances, they are the biggest thing in the world to me. Because they're my difficulties and circumstances. I feel for what you've went through. I feel for what you've experienced and what you've seen and what you've heard and what you've felt. I feel for it. God knows that's the truth. But I don't feel it the way you do because it's not my circumstance. You let my brother get sick. You let my mother get sick. You let somebody I care about get sick. And I start to feel it a different way. And I'm thankful that he is there in those circumstances for his children to say, I'm going to get my glory through this. He'll give us the acceptance to know that he's working it for our good, that he is working for faith, for, through his will to be able to get himself glory. And if we can just submit to him and point people to him, he can get his glory through anything we face. You see difficult circumstances for people with cancer with people that have lost loved ones. And they say, I'm thankful God is good. Someone's loved one dies. God's good. I know they're with him. That's a hard thing to think about when you, when you hadn't went through it. But when you go through it, God has prepared you. And if you're a Christian and God is trying to groom you to be able to face those circumstances and point people to him in your difficulties. That's a beautiful benefit of knowing Jesus is that even though someone goes on to the other side, even though someone is sick, even though someone's dead, even though somebody is, is, is hurting and in pain, he can get his glory because it's according to his will. But that's the hardest thing sometimes in our Christian life to accept is that I can't imagine that someone I, I love and care, they were healthy yesterday, they're not there today. We hear stories. We hear things, young people, people my age, just a little bit older than me. I've heard stories recently. We've prayed for, for people that are facing those types of circumstances. That's a hard thing for me to think about. You know, when you're young, you think about it's, it's a lot of times it's older folks. I'm just, just being honest. You know what I mean? A lot of times when you're young, you were there. Uh, if you're older today, you were there, and you always used to think, I'll be old before I get sick. But you let 25, 30, 35-year-old circumstance come up in your life. It gets real fast. Lazarus was facing that. Mary and Martha were watching that. And to go back, and I love this verse, verse number five, it says, Now Jesus loved Martha 
and her sister and Lazarus. That's a benefit of knowing Jesus. That's his kind of love. That just fills me up with the Spirit. I love that. He loved them. You know, when you face something in your life, he loves you. And he loves the people around you. Even the people around you that are lost and die and, and destined to go to hell unless they get saved, he loves them. That's the kind of love that he has. The benefits of knowing Jesus, he has unending, undying, eternal love. And it says, when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Now, here's Martha, and we'll see this in a few minutes. Martha, during these two days, she's getting a little antsy. She's getting a little bit uh, impatient because Jesus is waiting around. Have you ever been there in your life where you're, Lord, I need you to do something. In the most humble way, you know how to pray. God, I need you to move. I need you to do something. I need you to bless me. I need you to help me. I am on my face. I'm humbling myself. I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm asking you to cleanse me. I need you to do something. And then two or three days later, you're checking your watch. You're wondering where he's at. You're looking at the calendar. When is, he, when is he going to pencil me in? When is he going to schedule me? Here's the thing. God doesn't work on my time scale. He doesn't work on your time scale. Time is irrelevant to him. It doesn't matter what our time scales are. You, you set the time back an hour, and you, Papa and I were talking about this uh, a few Sundays ago. You set the time, mess the time up, and it just messes everybody up. Messes the whole world up. They ain't half the people in the world uh, don't even remember it. Like me, I wake up the next morning, I'm like, good night, I didn't sleep good at all. Or I've, I've lost an hour, or I've gained an hour. My time means a lot to me. Because if I don't pay attention, if I'm not careful, I'll be late to work. I'll be late to church. I'll be late to go do things. Time is vital to me because I got to get where I'm going. I got to get back home. I got to get in the bed. I got to get the baby fed. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But to God, it doesn't mean a thing because we don't work on his time schedule, but he controls every bit of time that goes into your life, that goes into my life. We can't put it on a clock. We can't put it on a watch. can't put it on a computer. Your phone don't matter what time it says it is. When it's God's time, it's time for the right thing to happen. And it might be two days late according to your watch. It might be five days late according to your clock. It might be a year late according to when you wanted it to happen. But that's according to his plan. That's the difficult part as a fleshly human being is Sometimes it doesn't happen. We live in this world of instant gratification. You do something, and everybody can see it in a matter of minutes online, and people could pat you on the back. Just in a moment's notice, people can see it. God doesn't always do instant gratification. That's not always part of his plan. Now, sometimes it happens, but usually there's something building up to him fulfilling a prayer. To him answering a prayer. To him doing something for you. He doesn't always work that way. You say, well, I don't consider that a benefit of knowing Jesus. I do. I would beg to differ with you because the benefit of God's time is it'll be the right time for you. I remember praying for, I had a little girlfriend one day. And I remember praying, Lord, just I'd love to marry this girl one day. And thank the Lord that he had a different plan. Thank the Lord. I'd be in a mess. I, I guarantee you. Thank the Lord that he had a different plan. Thank the Lord that he didn't answer that prayer. Have you ever thought about if God answered every prayer you ever prayed? I tell you what, we'd be in a mess. Because we only see one side of it. God, give me this spouse. I wouldn't have had her. I'd be in a mess. I, I will promise you that. 
Nothing against that person. But it wasn't part of God's plan. The benefit of God's timing is it happens in his time. And his time may not be the right time for me right now, but when it comes to fruition, it will be the right time. And I will realize, God, thank you for helping me wait. Thank you for giving me patience. Even when I was impatient, even when I was angry, even when I was frustrated, Lord, thank you for implementing your time. And when that comes to fruition, when that comes to the day where I wake up and he fulfills a promise and he uh, does something for me, it is the right time for me. That's the benefit of knowing Jesus. Then after that saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. He sat around for two days. Where are you at, Jesus? Mary, Mar, Mary's wondering. Martha's wondering. Lazarus, you'll find in a minute, he's dead. He's not even alive anymore. Where are you at? He's waiting around. We'll skip on down to verse number 19. It says, And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. We find it's been a couple days and Lazarus is dead. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. First thing, I've, I've named a lot of benefits of knowing Jesus. This is what God had given me previous to this morning. What do we find here? Verse 20, it says, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. What would she do? She went and met him on his way. It says in this scripture, to go back, and I skipped over a lot of my verses. I'm just going to go on with what I got. But first thing, in our heartbreak, we can meet him. They were distraught that their brother had died. They knew Jesus. That, that was the most powerful man they knew. I'll guarantee you that. They knew his capabilities. They knew his power. You find even as the scripture says in back in verse 2, that Mary even through, she, she anointed him. You find that she worshipped him through that, that, that anointing. You find they, they knew who he was. And they go, and here comes Jesus and she goes and meets him on the road. In our heartbreak, we can meet him. When we are facing the most difficult times right. in our life, when we are facing uh, something that feels like just unending pain, yeah. unending, we can't understand it. I can't comprehend this person's died. This, here's Lazarus. He's dead. We knew the most powerful man in the world. We asked him to come. We asked him to help. We pleaded for him to come and to help us. We prayed that he would come. We knew that he had an answer, but he waits. You know, sometimes even things that happen according to God's will feel like an injustice to us. Mm -hmm. just, just all honesty. Sometimes things that happen feels like we're still done wrong. Mm -hmm. God, why'd you do me this way? Why'd you let this happen to me? Martha did the right thing. She went to meet him. So you know what? There he is. I'm going to go get some answers. And I don't know. I can't say for sure. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll read in verse 21. It says, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. You're the most powerful man we know. I could have called the preacher up the road. I could have called the deacons down the street. I could have called the choir to come sing, but I called on you. And here you are. And he's dead. If you'd been here, if only you had come. I believe Martha was faithful. I don't believe she was being disrespectful to Jesus. I don't believe she was. Because it goes on, 
Verse 22, and she steps back and she says, But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. She hadn't lost her faith in him. Verse 23, it says, Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Look what Martha says in verse 24. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She hadn't lost her faith. She said, I know I'm going to see him again. And here she is at this point, and what was going on in her life isn't exactly what she wanted. She had felt like she had kind of been, she's in, the, in a bad spot. She had been dealt a bad hand. She had been given the wrong end of the stick, if you will, the short end of the stick. And here she is standing before Jesus, and she felt that even still, he, he could have changed the circumstances. He could have fixed it. She kept faith that she would see Lazarus again. But look at what it goes on, and it says, Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection. At the last day, I'm telling you, I'm reading these verses two, two times, three times, sorry. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. In our heartbreak, we can meet him. We can go to him when we're heartbroken, when we're facing difficulties, when we're facing that loved one's gone, when we don't understand, we're trying to make it, give it get an answer. What happened, God? Why did this happen? But in verse 21 and 22, when she says to him, Lord, if you'd just been here, something could have changed. If you'd just shown up, if you'd have just been here a few days earlier, it could have been different. Not only can we meet him in our heartbreak, but in our hopelessness, we can mourn in him. Sure. Even when he knew, Jesus knew that he was going to do what he does with Lazarus here in a few minutes. Sure. He raises him from the dead. Just to spoil the story for you, if you hadn't ever read it. But even when God knows he's about to answer a prayer for us, our mind can't comprehend his. We can mourn in him. Sure. That's the best place to mourn. Some people, as soon as something bad happens, they go back to something of the flesh. Have you ever found yourself in a difficult spot and you, your way of mourning, I've, I've had to battle these things, your way of mourning is something that's not in God, it's a, that's not, not what we should do. Some people, they go and get their credit card out and they buy 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 and that's their way of coping with their difficulties. Some people find alcohol some people turn to sex. Some people turn to violence to cope with their misunderstanding in their life. But even though Jesus is he, he's working for our, our, our good, he's working for something better for us down the road. He's working to get to Lazarus. He's just got to get to him first in his own time. He still let Martha mourn in him. And he reminded her and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou, believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ and Son of God which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went away and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha, had, Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with, were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that, rose up, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth into the, unto the grave to weep there. 
Then when Mary was come where she, Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast, hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? Then said unto him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, Jesus wept. That's how much he cares for our circumstances. He has the power. He, from where he was, before he ever went in to Judea, before he ever traveled to Lazarus, when he heard the news, before he ever even heard the news, he could have spoken to existence Lazarus' healing. He has the power to do that. Before the world was founded, before God ever spoke it into existence, he could have changed the course of time to make sure Lazarus never even got sick to begin with. That's the kind of power that we're looking at here. But he cares enough for us that he wept with them. My, I tell you what, people tell me a sad story sometimes, and I mean a sad, a true sad story. And sometimes because this old world has just hardened me up, I have a hard time weeping for them. Sometimes it takes my circumstances to bring, bring me to the point of tears. Sometimes it takes my own difficulty to bring me to that point. But he cares enough. He had the answer. He knew what he was going to do, but yet he still wept with them. That's how much he loves us. And it was a little thing. You say, well, Lazarus just died. Somebody just died. It was a little thing to him because he has the power to bring someone out of the grave. But he wept with them. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Then Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him, that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. I tell you what, this flesh is rotten. This flesh is vile. Say, well, I take a bath every day. I do too, but I'm telling you what, I've got some rotten flesh hanging on to me that is just, it's, it's rotten. When he comes to us, we are, we're, we're rotten. I'd say this statement is true. We stinketh. We stinketh of the world. We stinketh of sin. We smell of ungodliness when he comes to us. At our, at our point of salvation, when he breathes new life into us, he knows what he's coming to. Jesus knew when he walked to that grave what he was walking to. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, that thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. This is what he was doing. He was solidifying their faith by the things he was saying, by the way he was waiting, by the things he was doing. He was solidifying their faith. Beautiful thing about him. Now Lazarus in just a little while, just a few days, had already stunk. And they took those herbs and spices in that day and they would put them, we have, a, we have chemicals now, we do it with them. But in those days, they would take fresh herbs, they would take dried spices, and they would put it on the body so that the body wouldn't stink, so that people from far away would be able to come visit and mourn that body. They could see the body, and then they could shut it up. 
I think they, that even though Martha, Martha had faith that Jesus was going to, we'll see them all in the end. But they had already shut the tomb up. Sometimes do we not close the door before God gets there and gets to intervene? Do we not shut God out before he gets there? One thing about that, that air starts getting stale. That body starts getting in a perfect position to decompose. Spiritually, when we shut God out, we'll rot. Spiritually, we'll, he'll have a lot more to fix. Thankfully, he's got the answers. But they, essentially, they said, we'll see him again one day. He didn't show up in time. It says in when, verse 43, and when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he, was and he that was dead come forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. My, what a sight that would have been to be standing there. God used each of these circumstances. Waiting a few days. While he was waiting, he was preaching and teaching. What are you doing? I'm, I'm the type of person I get up in the morning and especially on a Sunday morning to get to church, I don't want to waste any time between the time I get up and I leave. So Shelby looks at me sometimes, and I look at her sometimes. What are you doing? we got to go. we gotta, we got to go. Get this show on the road. we got to get in the car. And I tell you, throw a baby into it, and you'll be late to everything. I'm late to work half the time. I don't, take him, I don't even have to take him with me. I just got something going on that tries to pull me away. But Jesus waited intentionally. To teach a lesson. Jesus traveled to them intentionally to teach them a lesson. Jesus reminded him of who he was to teach him a lesson. He's saying, I can heal him. I can answer him. I can save him. I can bring your brother back. But they were not hearing that. They were, Lord, I'm trying to remember your promises. I'm trying to, to, to remember what you're going to do one day in the resurrection day. He might not want to wait till then. And you think about this man getting up after being dead for a little while and walking up, walking out of the grave. I can't comprehend it. But those people standing there, that solidified their faith. If you saw that, I'd say you'd have a hard time denying Jesus. Sometimes he does what he does just to solidify our faith. Because it says in verse 45, and I'd say at that moment where Jesus says, loose him. In other words, take his grave clothes off. Get those things that bind him and hold him down to the grave. Take those things off of him. I'd say about that time, that Holy Spirit started bearing witness. I'd say about that time, people started understanding what he was doing, who he was. Those Jews that, as they warned him, last time we traveled there, they tried to stone you. Some of those Jews may have very well been casting stones last time he had made his way through Judea. But verse 45 says, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. But still, verse 46, But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Goes on in verse 47, Then gathered the chief priest and the Pharisees a council and said, what do we? I wasn't intending on preaching this whole chapter, but I guess we're, we're heading that direction. <laughs> then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees of council and said, What do we? For, the, for this man doeth many miracles. 
If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. That was the spirit about what Jesus was doing. Have you ever seen people, even in the midst of what God does and the amazing things he does and the amazing things that he completes and amazing things that he lets us take witness of and see that there's still some people that just they care too much about things of this earth to be able to, to say, you know what, I'm going to, give, I'm going to relinquish this, this earth and have faith upon you, Lord. That's a shame. In our hopelessness, we can mourn in him. But in him, we must put our hope. Like these Jews that were there that day, that were mourning with Mary and Martha. They saw something that changed their mind. God, I can't handle this anymore. I can't, I can't deal with this difficulty. I can't deal with what I'm facing. I can't, you, you're putting too much on me. You're, you're putting me through this difficult spot. I'm a good person. I tithe. I do this. I go to church. I pray. I, I do all these things. God, why are you putting me through this? There are people sometimes around us that need to see Jesus. Sometimes we're just the vessel in which he chooses to use to show others him and his glory. The benefits of knowing Jesus, as we've covered here this morning, things are done in his timing and we don't always understand it. But he'll always, according to his will, whatever that may be, will be by our side. He could have left Lazarus in the grave. He'd have still been God. Things we face, things you face, things I go through, you go through. He could leave stones unturned, things untouched, and he's still God. But it's learning to say, God, whatever it may be, let it be. But also, use it to show others who you are. And there's some that will see it and accept it. Like those Jews. They were convinced that day. I think I'd have been convinced too. <laughs> That's amazing. But yet there were still some that didn't believe. That's amazing. I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I can't comprehend that. But it was all part of the plan. It wasn't long after there was a tomb that was shut up with our Lord inside of it. They didn't have to wait on anybody to come. They didn't have to wait on someone else's answer, someone else's power. But he had the power. He got his, his own self up out of the grave. Considering these things, the benefits of knowing Jesus are he has the answers to all of our difficulties.